fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. And today we are setting the table with 4th of July foods. Foods that are easy to take to a covered dish or a picnic and have that southern flair. Our guests on the program today are Micah Talley, co-owner of Diamond Jack Wine Bar in Maryville, Tennessee, on the topic of pickling, hot dogs, and a refreshing cocktail for the 4th of July, and food writer Fred Sossman with a potluck radio series on lemonade. Sevierville, Tennessee natives Jesse and Joe Baker, founders and owners of Old Smoky Moonshine, with a recipe for a moonshine cocktail, and myself with a recipe for mint lemonade made without sugar, and also a recipe for watermelon salad with feta and mint. Thank you so much for your good company here today at our big Tennessee table. I really appreciate you tuning in. Let's first start off with Micah Talley, co-owner of the neatest place in Maryville, Tennessee, a place called Diamond Jack Wine Bar. He and his wife, Rachel, are the owners of this soulful establishment, and they also have a farm, and they put up a lot of their own culinary creations. And they are just one of the most positive and kind couples that you could ever be lucky enough to meet. I've asked Micah today about his thoughts on pickling, hot dogs, and a good refreshing cocktail for the 4th of July. Can you give me your thoughts on pickling? Yeah. Uh, Well, it's something that's like been a part of my family for a long time my my mom's mom was a, a canner and a pickler and um i my first kind of introduction to it when i was younger i used to walk into my my grandmother's basement and would just see like lines of cans um along the wall there and it really wasn't until like i got to blackberry that i kind of started to appreciate the the effort and the energy that 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 takes and yeah. um so i think it's i think it's a really cool way that chefs who are 
kind of in tune to it can bring different seasons to life um, even when those vegetables aren't growing fresh and and not only that but I love acidic food and pickles are are some of the best little bites of acid that exist in the food world so I'm a huge fan if you can't tell <laughs> they are I saw a picture you posted on Instagram once of your carrot pickles oh yeah yeah and uh, did you say that was your favorite kind I love carrots so my favorite my favorite carrot pickle is like when carrots are first like when they first start to form and they're just really, really tiny and sweet um, and super spicy. Um, I love to pickle those and they just have this like, little sharpness. They're not really good on anything else. It's such a like profound carrot flavor, but uh, yeah, those are some of my favorite things to pickle. I love pickling radishes, obviously like cucumbers and okra and things of that sort too. But mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've always been a, been a big pickle guy. It's so funny to see how like pickles have gone from like an item of necessity, like in in you know storing nutrition, to how it's kind of developed into the culinary world now. And you see some of the the fanciest plates that exist up at the farm or in other places around here. Like they all have some kind of pickled item on it. So it's kind of neat. Well, you just uh, whipped up a charcuterie plate I saw, and you put some pickles on there. And yeah, yeah. So those are bread and butter pickles. We don't make those. Those are uh, Fred and Amos. They're some of like my favorite pickles in the world, just sweet bread and butter mustard pickles. But um, we do sometimes do our own pickles. We've done like dilly beans here in the past. We've done pickled peppers. Um, right now we've got some pickled coriander seeds that we're doing like on a Ooh. on a scallop dish. So we, we try to try to do a few things every once in a while like that. Do you ever pickle eggs? Uh, actually, when we first opened here, that was a menu item on the charcuterie board is we would do beet pickled eggs, um, which it, essentially we use like J&M, uh, Windy Gap Farms right down the road here, um, mm -hmm. and just kind of use our beet scraps that we were doing for a salad at that time and pickling the eggs with those. And, you know, obviously it's like gives it a nice pink aesthetic which fits well to what we're doing in here so it but, does. but yeah we I've I've uh, I've pickled eggs several times in my life hot dogs yeah this is the subject I was most excited about oh. <laughs> well you just wax poetically about them <laughs> well I uh I can tell you like on our menu the hot dog um it's something that like when you read the menu it looks really simple but it kind of has a, a deeper meaning just you know most of my background is in fine dining um, and so when we opened this place I think that folks kind of expected some sort of element of that um, which was some definitely something we wanted to bring to the table but one of my biggest reasons for wanting to do this project is to to give our local community the, the chance to experience something that's just a little bit different from from what they see every day um, and the hot dog kind of bridges the gap between the the two client bases I guess you would say you know right. those those who enjoy fine dining and those who enjoy kind of um, some of the most simple things in life and and so our hot dog kind of tries to combine those two ideas I guess you could say we've got a hot dog on the menu right now that's wagyu beef um, so it's made from some of like the the best beef around and then um, we top it with uh, white cheddar cheese from Sweetwater Valley it's got Benton's bacon on it um, green onions from Zavelle's family farms um, and then we do a nice like hollandaise sauce that we make in in-house here so it's kind of the epitome of like trashy and classy all 
all all in one if you will but i i love hot dogs I, as you can see i've had a billion of them in my life i i grew up you know just right down the road here and there are like several spots around town that were just like iconic to me in, in going to to get a, a nice hot dog one of those was like Maryville Little League right over here I know it sounds silly but like I played a lot of baseball growing up and they have some of the best just like steamed hot dogs um, mm -hmm. in the world and then um, there is a, a little market um, on the way out to Walland Hatcher's Marketplace oh, yes. um, which is just a little like gas station that's like uh, owned by the, the Hatcher family in, in Townsend um, and it they have some of the absolute best like chili dogs and slaw dogs mm. around so those are like mm -hmm. two places that definitely inspired having a hot dog on our menu here oh yeah so. what's the 4th of July without a hot dog oh I know it I know it. you got <laughs> to you got to and it's such a it's such a communal item too you know it's like you when you when you're going to like grill out with the family you pack more hot dogs than you plan on eating because you know people will just wander up and you make friends over hot dogs you know so that i'm i'm such a, a fan i've i've been joking around with my staff all day and said i think i finally made it because someone wanted to come interview me about hot dogs today <laughs> i love that there's a place in Solway that food and wine has said are the best hot dogs in tennessee really but they clearly have not been to Diamond Jack. <laughs> well, I don't know. You were not yet open when that was I declared. See. I see. Well, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd throw ours up there against them, but, you know, every, mm -hmm. every hot dog has its hour. That's for sure. That's for sure. Do you have in your heart just a good cocktail for burning hot weather? Burning hot weather. Yeah, definitely. Uh, our, our sommelier, Dylan Hayes, has come up with some awesome cocktails and probably my favorite on the list right now is this like really low alcohol refreshing style cocktail we call it the high tea um, but we use a 50 year aged pure tea we do a little bit of rum the 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 main ingredient in the cocktail is vermouth so it's 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 actually a, a brand called vermouth um, which is like a spanish vermouth but it's really light and acidic and we just mix that all together and it kind of ends up tasting like an arnold palmer and we top it with a dehydrated orange but it's just like so citrusy and refreshing but still has like depth from that tea um, but like and because it's so low alcohol like you could have four or five in a seating and not not be swaying when you stand up so it's a uh, it's probably one of my favorite favorites for this time of year sounds wonderful i love making people happy with food me too that's yes. that's my favorite thing about this entire gig you know i feel so fortunate to get to to do that every single day you know that's yeah. that's kind of the the bigger picture for me I, I definitely could be doing other things with my life and you know more more lucrative careers and but but this is what i, I absolutely love to do is is to to cook people food and i, f I feel like feeding somebody such a a basic human decency you know and and having a place that you can do that every day and make people happy it's just it's a dream come true And you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Just heard from Micah Talley, co-owner of the Diamond Jack Wine Bar in Maryville, Tennessee. And next up is our friend Fred Saussman with his Potluck Radio Series, today on the topic of lemonade. 
This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sossman. I want a real sweet start with a little tart kick at the end. North Carolina food writer Fred Thompson is speaking of lemonade. One good quick tip about lemons and getting the maximum amount of juice out of them, don't take them right from the refrigerator and start trying to juice them. The juice wants to stay in there. Leave them out on the counter for a while to come to room temperature. Or if you want to, you can throw them in a microwave for about 10 to 30 seconds to warm them up. Once they're at room temperature or slightly warm, then kind of give them a gentle roll and you're breaking the membranes on the inside. I like using super fine sugar. I tend to put the sugar in the water, dissolve that first, and then put the lemon juice in there. I do like to take the rinds and throw them in the mixture and let it sit for a while. It's almost like I'm trying to steep the lemon oil out of the rinds. The real vibrant bang lemon flavor is in that oil that's that's in the rind. I never have understood how the lemon market works. In January, lemons are dirt cheap, and maybe the last thing we're thinking about then is a good glass of cold lemonade. In July, they're the most expensive they can be all year. Also, typically in January, the lemons are a little better. They have more juice. So I kind of got in the habit of, of making this lemonade concentrate and freezing it and then pulling that out in June and July and August. Look for small lemons. They tend to have more juice. The larger lemons are all for show. Look for ugly lemons. I think lemonade works well with all the different types of southern barbecue from Texas to North Carolina to Memphis. It works really well with fried chicken because the acidity kind of helps cut any greasiness that's in there. Fred Thompson is the author of the book Lemonade. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Sossman. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Thanks so much for tuning in here today. And I sure hope that you're having a good day today. Happy 4th of July weekend. Our topic today is 4th of July foods and links to all of my guests here on the show today, as well as the podcast for the show and recipes and everything, always at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our next guests are Jesse and Joe Baker, Sevierville, Tennessee natives and founders and owners of Old Smoky Moonshine Distillery and Yeehaw Brewing. Jesse is the one that comes up with all the flavors of moonshine, and I ask her to share a favorite cocktail idea. Say, say it's burning hot summer and you mm-hmm. want to bring a little moonshine cocktail. You've got a bunch of moonshine cocktails. But that's not the whole consistency of the book. Right. But um, could you share kind of one of your favorite moonshine cocktails you might make? I think the best one for a hot summer day is either the beer Shinerita, which I tried to combine our Yeehaw beer, and I would use a cerveza with the a flavored moonshine that's popular, which is the, the margarita moonshine. Or you can do it with corn whiskey, whatever. You can, you can do it a lot of different ways. Um, but that one is one of my favorites for a hot day. I think people like probably better than that, the blackberry lemonade, which I put in the book, but it's also something that we serve here in Nashville. We do it everywhere. It's a, it's a very popular one. So and That's the one I was going to say. Yeah, that, I think that, that one's that's more all, popular. When you make that, that's I all. like a margarita better. But, but most people prefer blackberry lemonade. So. The crowd pleaser. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's just pretty in that little, your photography is really beautiful. and That was amazing. Know. I have to give a shout out to Angie Mosier. I think she's from Maryville. Considers herself a Maryville girl, but no she's kidding. lived in Atlanta for 20-something years. And I oh, mean, I she that. knocked my socks off. I love Angie and I love
You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Just heard Sevierville, Tennessee natives Jesse and Joe Baker, founders and owners of Old Smoky Moonshine, with a recipe for a moonshine cocktail. Let's take a little break and hear a really great song. And after that, I'd like to share a couple of recipes with you. One for a lemonade that I make with mint without any sugar and the other for a watermelon salad with feta and mint. Well, the sun was hot and the dust rose up like smoke. So we hid beneath the elm tree and watched the watermelons float. There in a big old tub of ice and we'd split them open with a kitchen knife. And everybody got a slice. It was a watermelon dream. Ain't nothing sweeter than a watermelon dream Except sitting on the front porch eating that beach ice cream When life is really sweeter than it seems That's what you've got to call a watermelon dream Mowing with sticky hands and faces We fought the yellow jackets to a draw And then we used the rhyme for second base Played a little hardball and I don't know how much we ate But we all got the belly ache And everybody stayed up way too late It was a watermelon dream Ain't nothing sweeter than a watermelon dream Seven Sitting on the front porch eating that peach ice cream When life is really sweeter than it seems That's what you've got to call a watermelon dream After sundown, we'd be running out of steam So we'd light a Roman candle up And try to hold on to the dream Maybe slip out behind a car Take a little taste from a jar And then just lay back and count the stars That's called a watermelon dream Ain't nothing sweeter than a watermelon dream Sitting on the front porch eating that peach ice cream When life is really sweeter than it seems That's what you've got to call a watermelon dream Oh, and there ain't nothing sweeter than a watermelon dream Sitting on the front porch eating that peach ice cream When life is really sweeter than it seems That's what you've got to call a watermelon dream
You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And that was Guy Clark with a song that he wrote, Watermelon Dream. I'd like to share with you, by way of my friend Paula Osborne, a recipe that she found from delish.com. This is for a watermelon salad with feta cheese and mint. Now, Paula and her family are very big fans of watermelon, and they actually keep count on their seasonal consumption of watermelon. Last year, I believe their total was somewhere in the high 50s. And in this season, as of the last week of June, they are up to a count of 23. All right, now back to this recipe for watermelon salad with feta and mint. You'll need the following equipment, a small bowl, one large serving bowl, a whisk, measuring spoons, and a measuring cup. And here are the groceries that you'll need. One-fourth cup of extra virgin olive oil, two tablespoons of red wine vinegar, or as an alternative, a squeeze of fresh lime juice, one-half teaspoon of kosher salt if you like, three cups of seedless cubed watermelon, one cup medium cucumber chopped, and I like to peel the cucumber, one cup of feta cheese, one-half cup red onion thinly sliced. Now that's one of those things if you do or don't like onions. Myself, I don't put that in there. One half cup of coarsely chopped mint. For a garnish, this is an optional thing, flaky sea salt. And here are the directions. In a small bowl, whisk together the olive oil, red wine vinegar, or if you're using the lime juice, that's what you whisk in there with the olive oil, and your salt. In a large serving bowl, combine watermelon, cucumber, feta, onion, and mint. The next to last step, you pour your dressing over this and combine it. Then you garnish with more mint and a little flaky sea salt if you don't have to be watching your salt too bad. And I hope you enjoy this salad. And now for that lemonade that I make without sugar. I get a wide mouth quart jar, put one packet of stevia in it, fill it with filtered water, microwave that on five minutes. While that's going in the microwave, I go out to my little patch and I get two sprigs of mint. Wash it real well. After the water is boiling in five minutes, I crumple up my mint sprigs and put in that hot water. So I let that hot water steep for an hour on the counter. Then I come back, take out the mint. Then I add about three tablespoons of lemon juice. And I just stir that up, and it's refreshing. It's not too sweet tasting. And after you've been mowing the yard and you're burning hot in the summer, it's really good. So I hope you enjoy that recipe. This is Mike Itali of Diamond Jack Wine Bar, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. 
Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song, for updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording. Connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production. Every time you sit that plate down in front of someone, it puts a smile on their face, you know, and it may not be the best thing for you in the long haul, but in that moment, it's going to bring you joy, and, and that's one of the special things about it. It is.